and welcome to the Controller Talk podcast presented by Danfoss North America. Our goal is to bring you information about using Danfoss controls in the supermarket and warehouse industry, specifically in the U.S. and Canada. We're doing these twice a month for now. You can catch these podcasts on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or as the saying goes, wherever you get your podcasts. I just like saying that. And it's also available through the Danfoss Ref Tools app, where you have the popular refrigerant slider, magnetic tool, and other gadgets. For the video version, check us out on Danfoss North America's YouTube page. Search for Controller Talk to see our video library. Library is one of the hardest words for me to say, just uh, <laughs> to let you know. I'm Dave Yoder along with Chris Brown. Well, Chris, we're back with our third of three interviews, and this will be an interview with a guy that many people know in the Mid-Atlantic area from his many years as the owner of L.P. Herman. Today's guest is Larry Herman, who is now owner of Redline Control Design. So he's still working in the supermarket controls industry, although the pace may have slowed a bit, but we'll see if that's really true. We'll find out how things have changed for him over the years and see where he thinks things are headed for the industry. Hello, Larry, and welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Sure, sure. Is this the first podcast you've been a part of? Uh, Yes, it is. Okay, good. My debut. All right. We're honored. Hey, um, so as far as what you're doing these days, would you say you're semi-retired or full-time like all the rest of us? I'm still full-time. Um, I've got a, a few years to go. I really am still enjoying what I'm doing. And as long as the work keeps coming in, I'll be here. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, do you spend a lot of your time on job sites or are you in the office more often? I would say it's split between the two. Um, if I'm doing um, any kind of commissioning or project management or surveying work, then, of course, I'm out in the field. And any type of uh, blueprint review or design or programming, then I'm in the office. Okay. Hey, Larry. Hi, Chris. So when did you get your start in refrigeration? Oh, (laughs) a long time ago. Um, When I was in high school, I uh, took a Votech course at night to learn air conditioning and refrigeration um, so I could get a good summer job uh, when I was working, you know, when I went to college. Um, So... uh, I was able to get a really, you know, high paying job as an AC tech uh, while guys were working, you know, for, for pennies in uh, McDonald's or something and uh, kind of just rode it all the way to where I am now. I've always liked uh, mechanical and electrical systems and enjoyed refrigeration. When did the, the controls aspect of everything, when did that come into play for you? Was it right away or was it after a while? It was fairly soon. I just seemed to have an aptitude for wiring diagrams and understanding how things should work. Um, And so, you know, understanding the refrigeration side and figuring out the wiring side led me um, in this direction. And um, pretty much, uh, you know, after I'd been working in refrigeration for a number of years, the um, electronics revolution happened in the uh, late 70s and early 80s. And um, I got drawn into working for one of the beginning control companies, Margo Controls, right away. Um, Had the first Apple II computer I've ever seen sitting on my desk and learned programming (laughs) and all about uh, electronic controls then. And, uh, you know, I've watched the industry grow since. 
It certainly has, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, Larry, if you think about today's controls, um, do you see the controls from today as being better or just more complicated than the ones, say, from 25 years ago? I'd say they're better. In some ways, they're easier, depending on what you want to do. In some ways, they're not. The controls of a long time ago were had a lot of capability, uh, but it was really hard to extract that because you had to know all the ins and outs. Um, sometimes just to do some tasks that were above and you know just a little above and beyond what the um, creators of the system had envisioned. Um, with today's systems, although they're straightforward, if you're doing straightforward tasks, they can get quite complicated if you want to do involved um, procedures and uh, sequence of operations. Although the manufacturers of the systems today realize that and have given you the tools um, to do pretty much anything you want, although those tools uh, can be quite um, complex. So, Larry, if you look at uh, the controls from a grocery operator's point of view, what do you think they will be looking for in the future? I think, and this has kind of been all along, the grocery operators are looking for a greater clarity uh, of information. Um, the more descriptive uh, the alarms can be, the more information they can get. I know it was a big jump when uh, years ago when um, you had the electronic floor plans come out where you could actually see cases that were an alarm blinking on a screen. And that was a huge help. Right. Um, but today there are so many systems and there are so many alarms coming off of CO2 racks, let's say. Yep. Um, the store operations people really don't know what's going on and just have no idea whether or not it's a nuisance alarm or their store is down and they have no refrigeration. So coming up with uh, greater clarity information in that standpoint, um, in that aspect, I should say, is a big help. And then um, I think the more information that they can get and integrate into their systems, um, logging of alarms and temperatures where they can merge that data with uh, all the other data they collect, sales and et cetera, that might be an avenue where they'd be interested in. Because, okay. uh, you know, it seems like they're combining all the information in the store to try and, I guess, become more efficient and more effective at selling product. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So from your standpoint, some the new guys getting involved in the industry here, where do you think they're getting the best education? Is it college? Is it the unions? Is it right there on the job experience? Well, I guess it kind of depends upon what industry you're talking about, because if you're talking about controls, obviously it covers a large span of the uh, mechanical industry. Um, in industrial, you know, I think guys start from service and maintenance and go in through some of the manufacturers training courses for industrial controls. And there are industrial controls and PLC controls courses offered in college. Um, for the supermarket, it's a little different having a, an installation or better a service background to understand um, the operations of the system and then getting training from other people, other senior mechanics on the job. And of course, the training courses that Dan Foss and other manufacturers offer can be a big help to them. So it really depends upon which um, 
course that you that you take, whether you're in the supermarket or in industrial. But the biggest thing is uh, you have to understand the basic underlying mechanical systems. Um, if you don't understand that, you you can understand how to you know punch the numbers in the computer, but you don't really know what the numbers mean. Sure. Um, so, I mean, somebody new starting out, do you think they kind of have to come in being pretty good at everything or maybe just some, some specialization on something like the control side or communication side or maybe even something like a VFD when we're talking about these supermarkets? I'm honestly not really sure about that. It seems like, at least in our industry, in the supermarket industry, the, the biggest split is between... Um, Installation, which are basically, you know, the, the fitters and other mechanics that install everything and the service and startup guys, um, they're the guys who really need to understand the computer and understand how it works. And, and they're kind of called on to be the jack of all trades. So they need to know a little bit about VSDs and a little bit about um, basically the controls and how they communicate and how to troubleshoot them. I think the specialists are probably more for either very, very large companies or even, you know, manufacturers um, who might have their own um, small division of techs that are uh, specific to their own products. Okay. All right. So, Larry, uh, what are you spending your time on now when you're not doing all this uh, controls, design, and planning? <laughs> um well, uh, I guess a couple of years ago, um, we uh, decided to uh, move to um, a more interesting house from what we had, the house that we raised our kids in. And um, we're out here in the rurals of New Jersey. Uh, believe it or not, rural, New Jersey does have some really pretty rural areas. Um, so uh, we have a, a ranch with a pool on uh, three and a half acres, of like kind of like a park-like setting. Um, so it's uh, working on a house and playing with the dogs and kayaking and kind of enjoying the time when I'm not working. So you described your house as interesting. Does that mean that there's also bears out there sharing it with you? I don't think there's any bears where we are, but there certainly are uh, plenty of other wildlife um Deer, coyote, um, groundhogs um, okay. that are unfortunately not fast enough for the dogs, but uh, <laughs> we deal with that. And the dog's happy about it, too. All right. Now, um, so when do you think you're going to be full-time retired? That's a great question. Um, I really do enjoy what I'm doing. Um, I see staying full-time for maybe the next uh, four to six years. and then depending upon how things go, uh, you know, slowing down a little bit. I mean, one of the things I am trying to do is pass the knowledge I have along to other people. Um, that's part of what my company is trying to do. Uh, and um, because if you don't pass it along, then it goes away. And uh, we do need more people coming up in this industry. Um, so definitely. Yep. Yep. And if there's grandchildren in the equation, they tend to drive a lot of decisions from what I found. Yeah, there is a grandchild in the equation, but uh, unfortunately, my one son who uh, is married and has uh, our grandchild lives in uh, Pasadena, California. So okay. that's one of the reasons why I got to keep working. I like flying out there to see her. <laughs> Good deal. 
Well, it's uh, I tell you, Larry, it's been a real pleasure having you on. And, of course, we wish you continued success in your full-time employment or even semi-retirement. But um, as you know, um, during our podcast, I usually throw a question at Chris to see if I can stump him. And he's usually getting a pretty challenging question. And we thought we would ask you a question as well. Uh But, um, you know, since you came up with the idea to even do these interviews, I thought I'd give you one that's maybe a little easier. (laughs) So we'll see how much uh, Dan Foss knowledge uh, is still retained out there. Um, yeah, the podcast crashes and burns. Yeah. <laughs> Can't do any worse than me, Larry. Don't worry. <laughs> you could be one for one at the end of this, Larry. So um, what's the total number of boards that you can plug into one Dan Foss communication module? Memory serves me correct. It's nine. That is correct. Yeah, you are now one for one. Very good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Larry. He's well, sweating like he was driving on the turnpike there. That's for a right. Minute. He was sweating like the Spice Girls on Jeopardy, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, Larry, thanks uh, so much for taking time to be with us today. And uh, I'm sure we'll be talking to you, but uh, continued success. Yep. Thanks, Larry. Thank you very much, guys. Pleasure to do it for you. Uh, I'm enjoying your podcast a lot. All right. Great. Thanks, Larry. Bye now. Bye. If you'd like to drop us an email with a suggestion for topics to cover, a question, a comment, you can email us at ControllerTalkNorthAmerica at DanFoss.com. On our next podcast, we'll get back to the things you need to know about one of our case controllers. Which one is still a mystery? Thanks for listening. Our studio and video engineers are Michael, don't call me Mike, Beckerman, and Jordan, the man Larson. Our audio engineer is that international man of mystery himself, Raul Garcia, who we have not met yet. Our Romanian rotational global intern who gets no credit at all for her hard work is Maria. No last name, just Maria. (laughs) Until next time, for Chris Brown, I'm Dave Yoder. Stay cool.